we're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to. Uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully, we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know. We're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name's Corey. Of course, I'm my best bud. Tony, what's up, man? What's up, homie? Man. So uh, we're at uh, for us. It's second day at premiere. Um, yep. So if you hear any background noise and all that stuff, uh, there's there's a lot of action going on, dude. Man, this podcast has been one in the making for a while. Yeah, I mean, literally, we we tried to arrange this one year ago at this event in this hallway um, with our with our artists today. We uh, we tried to arrange it, and we just haven't just haven't been able to do it. So nah. it's one year in the making, and now it's made. Yeah, he's too busy. Yeah, no, this dude, <laughs> this dude, you know. Oh man, this is, I, I dude, I can't wait to get him on. So I, I'm not even going to try to t- talk nope. who he is or nope. talk him up. I just want to get into it. No, nope. exactly, right? Let's go get ahead. into it. Bring him in. That's not my job. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> such a job? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so on the podcast today, we have Chris Benson, the amazing Chris Benson, and uh, I can't wait to get into his story. And I'm, I'm a little worried it's just going to be a bro fest, but I'm okay with that too. So wherever oh, this man, goes, it goes. I think I think we're just going to be laughing the whole time. And uh, you're right; it's going to be a bro fest. That's awesome. So, Mr. Chris Benson, welcome to your day off. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Amazing, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks for, I, thanks for finally making it happen. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're here. We finally, finally made it happen. Right. I, I, I can't even when you said it was a year. I was like, God, it really was a year trying to get this to happen, right? right? That's mental. Um, No, I think we all have crazy schedules, and then we try and get at a hair show and stuff 30 million things into uh, a weekend, and you're like, there's only 24 hours, (laughs) and somehow we find other hours. Oh, my God. Exactly. (laughs) That's Uh, crazy. So, before before this bro fest starts, (laughs) (laughs) where are you from? Where did you grow up? So, I grew up in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Another yeah. one, dude. This is like a Utah like Dude, I'm weekend. telling you, man. It's uh, Utah. There's a lot of killer hairdressers coming out of some Utah. Seriously talented. And I'm not saying that because I'm one by any means, but there's some seriously talented hairdressers coming out of Utah. And I don't know what happened there, but like great schooling, great people, and man. But seriously, there's I mean, just there's a laundry list of talent coming out of there. Oh my so god. So it's cool. It's cool to see it. It's cool to see it finally recognized. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and that's one of the things we talk about a lot of times on social media. It, social media has has made it to where 
you know, you can you can be anywhere, and if you got the skills, you know, you're gonna get the recognition. Before, it's always like you know, maybe one of the big East Coast or West Coast cities that you know got all the attention, but you know, not anymore. No, I think I just think the industry has opened up. I don't want to say, and, and it has changed. And I think that, um, and I think the pendulum swung so far to everything being social, right? It was almost like everything was driven brands and driven mm-hmm. advertising and magazines. And then it was like, you know, this whole social movement happened and the pendulum swung the other way. And I think we'll, we'll find a happy medium where I think it's uh, coming from all aspects, which right. it should be. And I think that it should be. But I think it's a great avenue that people um, can put things out. And, you know, it's a scary thing, too. Right. Right. Yeah. You're putting your stuff out there and people are looking at your work. You don't even know. Right. So be careful about what you put out. Be careful what you're saying. And, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. be careful who you're hammering on social. But I think the bigger thing is, is it's a great environment to be able to share, communicate uh, in a space that you can connect with people that you, you don't even know. I mean, you can see what's going on instantly in other countries. You know, you can do live feeds to see instantly what's happening at hair shows. And we've never been able to do that kind of stuff. It's, it's like It's like it, it, social is, is a place to be seen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so so before, you know, whatever, 2013, 2000, whatever, whenever, you know, Instagram and Facebook or whatever, social media, like to publish your stuff as a, just a regular everyday hairdresser, there just wasn't a space for you. Who's going to look at it? Who's going to see it? You know, everybody was fighting to get into the, the, the same four pictures that it was in a magazine or whatever. No, it's true. Know? It's true. Um, and, and a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work. Uh, reputation. I remember, I, I mean, I remember man, years before I was consistently getting published. You know, and then it was like you finally get to that point, and then social media is like happens, and it just is like none of that even matters anymore. That's right. a great, that's a great cover, Chris. Like, but I got a million likes over here. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's real. You're like shit. I had a cover. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, had a million, I had a million followers following. <laughs> you know, so it's all perspective, and I think you got to just you got to utilize it to what is going to. Uh, a, what gets you cranked up? Why, why do you do it? You know, mm-hmm. you got you got a passion for why you're doing it because you're putting work into it. And uh, I think it's, you know, you're going to put work into it. Love what you're doing. We're going to get into what, what you know, cranks it up for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're going to rewind this <laughs> that's thing. A dangerous, that's right. a dangerous place. <laughs> right. But we're going to rewind this thing yeah. a little bit to, to back to Utah, growing up in Utah. And how did you end up finding this industry? How did you get into this thing? Oh, man. Honestly, um, I always grew up around it. I have family that's in the business. And I just, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I knew I didn't want to go to more school when I got out of high school. I was just, I was done. I was like. More like English math type stuff? Yeah. I just, it got to the point, um, I always got great grades. I just didn't want to be there. Like, I just knew conjugating this verb is not the end result of where I'm going with what I want to do. and But the problem was is I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I just took a year off. On my 18th birthday, I moved to Vegas the day of my oh, 18th that's birthday. dangerous. Dangerous. Um, and I think that that for me was like I just need to get away, be away from family. Um, not that it was a bad situation, but I think it's just you got to grow up. you got to put your feet under your ground, you know, on two feet in front of you and stand on your own ground, so to speak. And um, my dad was never in the picture, so my mother... Uh, who raised me, my, her parents were always in the picture, my grandfather, and they had a huge helping hand in raising me. And uh, my grandfather, when I was in Vegas, had a heart attack, and so I went home, obviously, and he's like, you're the only one that's <clears throat> really not back home. And he says, what do you think about coming home and going to school? And I was like, <laughs> I thought we were over there. I thought we were over there. we had this discussion. Yeah, uh, me back in math, and then, you know, like, that's not the idea. And he's like, what do you think about going to school for hair? And I was just, I just laughed. I was like... <laughs> 
what? <laughs> like, that's just not my MO. And I think at that time it was like, you know, uh, a secondary job um, in the way I... It's weird because having family be successful in it, I saw it from a different perspective. But um, it was like, just not for me. I just didn't think it was for me. I was like, you know, sports guy in high school, very competitive in soccer, you know, all these things. And so I'm just going, hair, like... So more out of respect for him, I went and checked it out and went to the beauty school. And then I saw 70 girls and went, yeah, this is what was I thinking? This is so stupid. Um, So honestly, like the first six months, I really never, I don't know. I I can't. So, yes. So let me back up. So I came back um, after I went to uh, look at the beauty school. I came back two weeks later, signed up and was in beauty school. There was four people in my class the first day. There was two by the week's end. And by the middle of the first next week, I was the only person in class. So I basically had a one-on-one what? with my instructor oh. for... Hope was like, a good instructor. Like an amazing instructor. And so I think, you know, all these little things have just lined up for me at different points of having really insane people be able to work with me. So wow. from there, I didn't even, you know, and I think it's such a blessing now. You really don't realize it at the time, like... Oh my god! I got to see the same person every day, and she's going to check everything, and you know, rewrap your perm, and right. <laughs> it's like I don't want to rewrap. It. <laughs> it looks great right now. <laughs> you don't want to screw it up. Right. Don't screw it up. It's checked off. You checked it off. You don't want to screw it up. Of course, it's practice, not once. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get that. So yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, and then like I had family in the business, and they were competing in like. Um, it, it was kind of different competitions and there's a few of them still out there but it was where you would actually bring a live model and um, and you would bring them color and finish the cut there and mm-hmm. style and so it was really done live and so the National Cosmetology NCA would be doing a lot of these in the local area and my uncle had won a bunch of these and so you know here comes his nephew and everybody's like well he's going to win and I didn't mm. <laughs> Did Anybody? you think you were going to win because no. you were his nephew? No, no. I just, you know, I mean, I'm competitive, so it was probably the best thing that happened to me because I was like, oh, you're, you know, I knew I had something. I knew there was definitely a gift, um, a gift that needed to be crafted, mm-hmm. if you will, and, and honed. But there was definitely something that was clicking. I just didn't have the dexterity, the muscle dexterity at the time to be able to reach back and do what I wanted to do. I could see it. I wanted it. Um, I didn't have the tools, if you will, styling, cutting, mm-hmm. whatever to do it at that level and then it went to um, the competition and I mean I got my ass kicked <laughs> and and it was probably the best thing that happened because it awesome. just lit a complete fire into me being competitive I think you know that's either something somebody has or they don't have yeah. you can't you can't make somebody be competitive and right. so a lot of people fold a lot of people are like uh, give up or they you know they quit and then some people just you know stand yeah. up like all right I got yeah, you next yeah, time no, I love that uh, <laughs> tell me no right. <laughs> so and I think you know when I look over my career it's funny because those are different points where almost every time something like that's dramatically happened or lost or you know didn't win or failed if you will were probably some of my greatest learning lessons and I think that it's how you, it's what you take from it it's how you look at it and for me you can find so much negative about the world or you can find the positive uh, it's your choice it's your choice it's so where you focus right it's, it is and it's it's the same energy you can't put this in right? it's like a quarter it's a heads or it's tails you either put fear into something or you put faith into something but you can't put both mm, mm. right uh-huh. Think I think that's that. the name of the podcast. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. You can't. True. You can either give it fear, and you're giving it that energy, or you give it faith, and you're giving it that energy. But it's the same energy, right? You can't give it both. It's got to be one or the other. 
I love that. So I think it's you know it's perception, and my life wasn't always like that. I always didn't look at things in a positive. I think you got to go through some shit in life to go. Yeah, that's probably not how I want to be looking at things anymore. <laughs> but that's, well, let's that's talk who, about who that. You make you. Right? Who makes yeah, you? you? Either speak life or you speak death. Right? Uh, it's it, true. I mean, what what was that? I mean, was was it was it just life experience, or was there a moment where you're like, you know what, everything I've done hasn't worked, so I've got I've got to readjust. I think I'm readjusting all the time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think you always have to take a self inventory and go. You know, are you good? Like nobody looks in the mirror in the morning and goes, uh, "Chris, it's me looking in the mirror." And you have to go, "Chris, are you good with this? Are you, mm-hmm. you know, are you happy with what you see?" And I think we're always evolving, and I think we're always looking to, um, you know, better yourself. I mean, I try to. Does it work every single day? But and we're not talking about artistically or anything like. No, we're talking about Chris, life, the guy that that life, sits in my shoes. Yeah. And my, my wife constantly trying to readjust me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that's a whole different thing, bro. <laughs> that's that's when you get into trouble when somebody's trying to readjust you when you're not ready to be readjusted. <laughs> no, but I think uh, and and you know it's like it's like a haircut, right? Nobody gets out of beauty school anymore, and you know you get out, you get your license. Nobody gets in the salon and you know raise your hand. Can I get a check on this haircut? Right. You have to be responsible for it. Right. You right. have to be responsible for your life. And um, being responsible is how do you want to live it? And you can live it in a negative, And I've done that. I've lived that. And you can do it in a positive, And I lived that. And let me tell you, I can t- sure tell you the difference of how things go mm-hmm. with what your mindset is and is how it, it rolls out. It, it's interesting to me. I mean, it's really, really hard to break that negative mindset because you're only thinking negative right right, right. So, so so you know to, to actually be responsible enough to kind of f- flip that that's the bit to me that that that's intriguing like like how did that happen because because honestly you have to think positively about negative to get out yeah. of it in a weird kind of way no so it's you, true no it's true and i think um i mean for me honestly it was like making a decision that that's not how i wanted to continue right. i think i think you have to be realistic and go okay that didn't work so I have two choices and you just, you know, you fold and he's just like, all right, I'm not even dealing with this. You fold or you go, let me pick myself up. Let me dust myself off. And how do I do it different? But I think that's where you either have to go. I'm going to take the responsibility to figure this out and try something different. Or I'm going to be paralyzed by the fear of it happening again. Right. And so uh, for me, it was like little goals and like you would flip because every, every day for me is like a notepad. Um, of the list, the stupid to-do <laughs> list, right? And for me, but this is how it worked. The little to-do list built traction to the medium goals. The medium goals built attraction to the big goals. So for me, every single day when I'm crossing that list off, that's traction for me of motivation of like, all right, I got that done. I got that done. This is done. And then it went to the medium goals. Now it's, you know, putting collections together. Now it's shooting. Now it's building brands. Now it's whatever it is for you. But I think it's the little things and having medium goals and having long-term goals, but as soon as those are done, you have to reset them. Right. You can't just go, all right, that's a badass day. <laughs> and um, tomorrow, I don't even have anything on my sheet because I was so badass today, right? Right. No, you have to reset them. And, and again, nobody's looking over your shoulder and going, Chris, are you setting the right goals? You, you have to figure that out for you, and it's, it's different for everybody. Everybody's yeah. goals are different, and they should be different. It's what makes you happy. What makes you happy. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's different for everybody. 
I mean, I mean that. I mean that's what growth is, right? Because I, I so think true. when I think when you're young, when you're 20 or whatever, like like you're looking at everybody else, going like, what are they doing to be happy, and how can I do that without kind of looking at yourself and saying, you know, it's time for me to pick myself up by my bootstraps. Well, I don't think at 20 you're like your happiness is so different than what it is now. Like my happiness then was like, <laughs> I wanted a Mercedes, I wanted a salon, <laughs> yeah, right? I, I wanted hot chicks, right? Um, it's a, some of that hasn't changed, <laughs> uh, but you want, um, you know, it's it's interesting because uh, having a last name Benson always shrunk down to Benz, which always equated to Mercedes, right? So that was like one of the goals. I want to be twenty three. I want to own my own salon, own my own Mercedes. By the time I could do that, I didn't want to do that anymore, right? And so, but it, what it was was having that goal mm-hmm. to be able to financially do that, and then go, do you really need that? And so it was interesting because when I could put myself in the position of doing it, did I need that trophy for myself to go, okay, you did that? Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of the, for, for the external world at that point, right? Right. Um, and I'm not saying don't have nice things. Have nice things. It's, in, it's just, for me, it's changed. And I love nice things. Um, but I think that the evolution of what was important in your 20s, even to 25 to 30, I won't even tell you how old I am now. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I turned 31. 40, no, yeah, I mean, I, t- I turned 46 in July. And to think of like. Damn, you're young. Really? <laughs> he said psych. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, for it. No, um, so no, I just think it's, it's just you, you evolved to what is, what is good? What is good for you and what is good for your soul and what feels good to you? Um, and you know, for me, it's a lot of it's giving back to other people. I mean, that for me is what feels good to my soul. That's part of why I did CBC was, you know, part of that was about giving other people a platform. I already have the platform. So for me, it was like sharing the it's, platform. It's sharing the platform. It's, you know, up and comers that uh, don't have that space right now to be able to do it and go watch this shit. Oh my watch God. I mean, guys. Well, I know you impacted somebody that we, we uh, <coughs> recently did uh, a show with. Casey Powell, watching you two guys on stage was, it was amazing. It was really weird because like, I I mean, anybody that's met Casey, she's like the most darling and sweet person in the, in the world. And And and, so talented and so talented. talented. And, uh, and, and to watch her on your stage at Naha was like, I was almost like a proud pop. I have no responsibility for anything in her career, but I'm like, man, that girl, like she killed it. We actually met her exactly one year ago here as well. You know, and she was kind of like, I made fun of her yesterday. She was kind of like, she came up here and she was kind of a wallflower and didn't really want to meet us, you know, but, 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 but thought it was necessary. (laughs) But did. And then like, and last night she just, she hung out with us for hours, just hanging, you know? So that's cool. Actually, when um, yeah, I, she's on the main stage this weekend with me. I know. That's my partner in the in the. Yeah, club. we're going to be in the audience. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. Everybody's going to want to be in the audience for this one. We, we definitely want to shake it up a little bit. We want to, you know, we want to bring the art and the uh, the production value back, and and not for the sake of like making things a circus, but for to be able to wrap a package, beautiful artistry, hair, um, amazing talent. And then wrap a production value around that. I think uh, we need to get back to. I love you that. Know? We need to get back to that where people walk away from the main stage and went, "Damn, that, that was, was inspiring as hell." That was a show. That, that was, was a, show. a show. That was a show. Right? Yeah. That was a show, and that's what it should be on the main stage. That's yeah. awesome. And that's what's happening tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately. The main stage will be over by the time anybody hears it. But you should have been but there. But you should have been there. The FOMO should be real. Yeah. We'll be selling DVDs. <laughs> hey, Chris, so go, you know, go out of his bed. Yeah, out of his right. <laughs> Back of his bed. Casey will be out there pumping them up. Yeah. So, so, Chris, I mean, you're a multiple like nominee for Naha, a few times winner for Naha. So, how many times? 
I've won Naha five times, four for color and one for people's choice. Mm, mm, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody knows you as, as just this ultimate artist in, in the truest sense of artist. Like, what were your art, artistic endeavors, you know, before you got into hair? <laughs> were there any or was it just no. some? <laughs> like, this Absolutely is, none. So this honestly. has been your only medium. This medium has, um, for me, completely changed the way I look at uh, life. I mean, honestly, and hair um, was, yeah, the medium. But there's so many... Uh, there's so many more artistic things that I've done, touched, played with other mediums um, after playing in this medium, and it's built confidence. Um, no, man, like I have family that can draw incredible art, and mine are like stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> that blows so, me away. No, man. so growing up, it was never one of those things of, but it was just it was a different medium, right? That wasn't mm-hmm. my medium, so I had to find my medium and. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, yours is good. My, he's shown me, he's shown me a head sheet. He's he's done. Yours is good. Mine, That's mine would have like a whole nose, like it'd be Pinocchio. Long neck. Um, no, so I just I think it's um, again I think it's challenging yourself to play in different stuff. I mean, you know, now I have um, insane paintings I've done that hang in my house. For me to hang something in my house is pretty. Um, has to be impressive. It has to be impressive. I've right. seen a lot of things. Right. I've seen a lot of things in the world. So, and that's just not something I would have ever done before. I wouldn't have even attempted it. But now, after being around artists and seeing different art, forget hair, but seeing art, um, it just was like, let's try it. So most people don't even know that. When they come in, they're like, oh my God, look at this. And you're just like... Yeah, that's right. It's dope. It's dope. <laughs> you know? I like but, that. But um, it's better they don't know. I want to hear what it is, the you know the unsubjected, the unsubjected right, yeah, yeah. honesty. The honesty right. So it's cool. So um, yeah, things like that. I just I would have never done. I've painted people, you know, live on stage that the hair color matched the outfits. I mean, we're going to do something crazy in the show tomorrow. So mm. uh, he keeps you know. teasing, and it's just you and oh, I. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good, boys. <laughs> no, and listen, and this is the way we want to carry shows on. We don't want it to just be here. We want it to be like you know, you see CBC and you see uh, you see a show. And you don't know who's coming out because we collab mm. with everybody mm-hmm. and anybody. And it's not about us. It's about what we do together. And, you know, like, I want you guys to, and not just you guys, the industry, when they see CBC's doing a show, like, oh, my God, who's they, who are they doing it with? Mm-hmm. Because that's what's coming. Yeah, that's right. definitely what's coming. I love that. Yeah. Oh. No, man. We I'm need, excited. Dude, we need, we need to break get, the barriers down. You see that spark of competitiveness in yeah, them. Like, right. Oh, yeah. I'm changing <laughs> the world, bro. <laughs> We're, uh, this. <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah, no, it's it's really not optional at this point. It's it's gonna happen. All no, in. we need to we need to cry, we need to break the barriers down. It needs to be uh, it, you know we all do hair, right? Yeah, let's do it together. Yeah, let's do it together and celebrate it and stop okay. the stop the nonsense of the competitive. I'm competitive, but everybody can have an abundance and win, right? Everybody wins at different things. Everybody wins at different levels, and you know even competitions. You know, some days we well, can mine, be competitive without shitting on people. Well, that's it, right? That's it. I mean, some days. Uh, in Naha, I mean, I've been nominated 23 times, right? I've won five. That's not good odds. <laughs> <laughs> but the wins were really, really cool. But some of the losses, for me, what somebody would say is a loss, um, it wasn't the best thing in the competition, so it shouldn't have won that night. The best thing should win. But you said it's not great odds. But thousands of people enter, <laughs> yeah. and you win 20% of the time. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'll play the lottery on that number. We should go to Vegas right, together. Yeah. Now. There's no doubt about it. Man. <laughs> no, you it's know, all perspective. It is, it is perspective. Thank you for changing my perspective. 
Chris is kind of being a dick right there, wasn't he? <laughs> like for all you people that didn't even make it that far. No, right? no, not at all, not at all. No, but I think it's I think it's um it's a weird. Sound thing. like your uncle. Twenty percent's not yeah. good enough. <laughs> well, I think if you I think you got to strive, right? I mean, uh, I wanted to win them all. I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. step to, I mean, you didn't enter you, not to win. No, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the I think the message is that you know the best thing should win, and um, was mine the best that night on all those nights? No. And I, I'm okay with that. And you got to look at it. It was the best thing I could put forward that day. Um, and it mm. gave me room to grow. Right. But it also, you look at it and go, of those five that are in the finals in that competition, uh, if there's better stuff, it should win. And I'm okay saying that. And then you celebrate those people. Mm. Just as I would want the same thing in return if the industry picked mine that night. Right. You know? Right. So you got to celebrate everybody. It doesn't take anything away from me. It takes nothing away from me. Yeah. You know? I love that. It's, it's cool to be able to go, look at this, this dude can do, or this girl can color and cut and whatever it is. Celebrate him. I love I, I, I love that attitude because if, if we all had, you know, if, if we're excited for the for the person next to us that won, you know what I mean? In return, when you when eventually when you do win, you know, they're going to be excited for you. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if you're pissed off and you're, you're like, ah, oh, you're mad and you're angry, you just that negativity is just going to kill you. Well, and you know, and it's it's funny because as many Nahas and I get people to reach out all the time. I want to shoot Naha. I want to do this. Um, and it's you know, it's is are you doing it for the right reason? Hey, have you ever even shot a photo? Right. Because <laughs> right. like, that's the one I get a lot. Is all right. I've never done a photo shoot, but I want to enter Naha. I'm like, wow, that's a that's a huge reach, right? Like, get in the flow of something. Hire Dorina. Before you. Dorina yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would definitely help that situation. Dorina <laughs> would definitely help that situation. But I think it's uh, I think it's taking things in in progressions. Again, back to the goals, right? Small things you can succeed. Medium goals you start to build. Long term goals you you know challenge yourself and go out. And I think it's the same thing. Well, you know, you, you we get to look at Chris Benson. We get to look at CBC. And you know what people don't understand, or not that people. I hate saying that, but 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 what needs to be understood, I think, is is that the, not, not that this is the end game, but you're seeing the top of Chris, right? You're seeing Chris in his prime. You're not seeing like the, the years and years and years that it took to get to that. Yes. There, and you know you have to train your eye. You have to train, like you yes. said, you have to train that dexterity and stuff. Chris, tell, tell us. People think it happened over yesterday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing. Yesterday, right. <laughs> that was 20 years of grind before we ever got to anything like that. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. What what um like physically like what were your biggest challenges as far as like man I got to get better at X. Mm. Um, and I think it changes again. I think uh, I really had a huge passion for color. Color has been something that's come really natural for me. And um, so cutting was something that I spent a lot of time, um, spent time at Setsun, spent time at TG. Mm-hmm. So because I wanted to have a good cross pollination of diversity from both perspectives. Um, I think that the minute I'm not good at something and I can see what somebody else is good at, then it's that's the place for me to like spend the time to grow is it a different style is it you know like right now i'm hot on the kids teaching me different braids <laughs> right i mean i can braid and then i watch these kids braid and i'm like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like you can pick up three strands of, you know you can pick up three strands of hair and start a braid and i'm like i would be you know right tied, tied <laughs> into knots with my fingers so i, know. I think it's um and that's part of, for me, why you collab with people and you put yourself in uh, situations where maybe it's not comfortable or you don't know those people because people will share and everybody has a different way of doing things. It's how do you, how do you learn from somebody and be vulnerable enough to learn, 
and, he, and hear the word I'm saying because you have to be vulnerable enough to say I don't know right. mm. and that's not always you know and especially at my level that's not always something where people are comfortable doing like you know I stand on stage all, all weekend long all mm. over the place um, and if I say I'm still learning you know I think the days of old would have been like then I'm not competent and that's wrong you should be learning we mm. all should be learning and for me the youth the young ones um, the seasoned ones I think it's learn from everybody Everybody has a different way of approaching things. Get your ego out of the way. Be vulnerable enough to learn. People will share. That's the beauty of our industry because even if you say you learned everything that needed to be learned, you know, you're going to have those young ones that are going to change things different. up, right? Seriously. So they're going to change it. They're going to figure out new ways to do it. And you don't know those new ways, Bro. right? So now it's time. Once again, how does Casey Powell come up? I've never seen anybody do what she's doing. Yeah. With yeah, Casey, with the Bobby with, Pin with, sculptures. With Bobby Pin sculptures. Yeah. I mean, she, she changed the game completely. And I think she was saying, like, <laughs> she couldn't get the bobby pins in the hair. So she was like, I oh, would just put it on the outside of the hair <laughs> and create magic. But, but, you know, but see, that's how, that's how iconic things happen is you do something that nobody else is doing and then everybody starts to take note and follow you i mean i remember when you sent me and you're like you know check check casey out and i'd already had her on the radar because not her but her hair right so i'd already had her on the radar of like who's doing this and what is this um super beautiful super cool um you know she stands on a stage on a main stage a year later with us that's insane you know, that's less than that, because you had her on main stage in for, January. In January, right? yeah. So for me, that's that's what it's about is like being able to put people in a position. Um, Sarah Jane, you know, we had them booked with us to do the collab at Ice before she was in a, even announced for Naha, and then she ends up winning. And so, you know, to watch her go through that space of showing us her pictures, and we decide to collab. They're on stage with us. She gets nominated. She wins. Oh and then we're God. on stage the next right. day. It's like, was insane to watch that. And, you know, yeah, it's a proud moment. It's a proud moment that you're with those people before it was successful as right. well, right? Not, or not, well, other not people's just, perspective of successful, right? Right, other people's perspective, right? And uh, so for us, it, that was really, it was really cool to be able to, like, have that aligned with her um, before it was nominated in a win, right? right? <laughs> to be able to go... It's, we want to work with you because you're talent, not because you're a Naha winner. Because I think sometimes that happens. I, mean, oh, I, get, sure I, get call, I get calls for stuff like that. You know, how many times have you won? No, just do this. Let's do it. Why are you in this? You know, why, why do you want me to work with you? It's, the award means nothing. Yeah. The award means nothing if you don't have the goods to back it up. And, you know, you can have an award. What are you going to do with it? Right. You're going to share it? Yeah. You're going to pass stuff on? You're going to hoard it for yourself? Are you going to just You're, walk away and go, that was great? I mean, there's a responsibility when you, you take positions in this industry and you um, have success. There's responsibility that comes with that. And that, I think, was the part for me that really changed. When I realized um, as an educator, as a leader in the industry, when you come to stand on a stage, people expect to learn. People expect to walk away with what you did. And, you know, first few years on stage, probably had no business being there, but uh, was it was all about what I was doing, how cool I was, what kind of cool hair I was doing. And I remember walking off a stage and somebody's like, how did you do that? And I couldn't explain it because it was just so cool of what I was doing. I was so mm-hmm. in it. I didn't even remember what the hell I did. <laughs> and that was a moment for me that went, oh, wow, you, that's not okay. Why am I doing this? Who am I doing Why this for? Why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? Um, is it about me? It has nothing to do with me. I think we're the catalyst. 
when you're standing on the stage, you should be prepared to be the catalyst of information and share that with the industry. If you're making it about you, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, but, I mean, but it's, it's sort of like when you're new, right, into the industry, like you said. It's sort of like when you're a kid, right? When you're a kid, it's all about you, right? It's me, me, me. I want, I want, I want. <laughs> so when you're a juvenile in the industry, right, it's, it's kind of the similar it's mentality. No, it's no, it's no different. It's no different. It, it you just re- get older and wiser, and then you go, you know what? It really has nothing to do with me. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it, it reminds me of like YOLO, right? You only live once. Like that's a totally different thing at 20 than it is at oh. 50. Isn't it <laughs> right? Yeah. At twenty, it's like, yeah, how can I kill myself? Basically, yeah. you know, because you only live one. How far can I push the limit before I die? <laughs> and uh, when you get older, you like slow down. Yeah, slow down. I don't want to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's true. So yeah. true. Oh my god, it's so, so true. It's so yeah. true. Man. That's craziness, you know. So yeah, so. I guess I mean you. You kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit. You said you know there's some like. So, you know, I'm not talking about this weekend's show, but like, what, what's what's going on with CBD? CBD. Uh, I mean, a lot's CBD. going on with CBD. I mean, no, <laughs> CBC. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You tell me right. what's going on. <laughs> right. Um, uh, no, man. It's uh, you know, it's, CBC has always been. It was created uh, as a production company. Okay, and the whole premise of this was we wanted to do education. We wanted to do shows. Um, we wanted to create a platform for other artists and then we happened to do some tools and stuff as well. So it was really more of a multifaceted approach as opposed to just one approach. And, um, now we're really focusing on that kind of an identity of working when collabs, working with the, you know, show groups to produce different shows and put some sauce back into what the hell's going on. With right. All these. And I don't think it's a negative. I just think we've gotten away from it. You know, it costs money, and it's uh, and I get that. And there's budgets. Um, I also think that you know there's a big space that's being missed. And uh, I think I don't think I know. There's a lot of people that have said the same thing. And so I think it's how do we align those people? Um, how do we put different people on stage that you would have never expected to be on a stage together? Um, for me, that's I think that's what it's about, and, and and in a collective, right? It's not me, right? It's Christopher Benson Collective, but the whole reason it's CBC is because I didn't want it to be my name, and right. so it was the best of all. You know, you talk to all the all the um, people as you're doing a business and go, Chris, you should do your name, and I'm like, God, I really don't want to do my name. So it was kind of the best of both worlds. Of yes, the credibility, I guess, if you will, is there, um, but it's not per se me. So right. it's it was kind of the best of both worlds at the time. <laughs> So, Chris, how do you, like, I don't want to use Casey in that, but, but, but how do you find, you know, how do you find the up-and-comers? How do you, are you just always on the search for it, or, or do you not search for it, and when you see it, you know it? <laughs> are you stalking? <laughs> are you a stalker? Actually, I know there? that, because Chris, Chris, Chris responds to everybody. Did oh, you? thank you for that, man. That means a lot. That means a lot. No, um, I think it's, I think it's like, uh, it goes back to, um, you know, your mentors. How do you want to do it? I had mentors that were like, you know, shut up and watch, which sucked. And I never wanted to be like that. I had mentors that were like, you know, come here and let me share with you. And so I think the same thing. Um, I think if somebody is vulnerable enough to reach out to you, you should get back to them. I mean, my God, right. <laughs> like, right. like, come on, you know, I mean, I have a crazy busy schedule, but yeah, you got to get back to them. And a lot of it's come from that, honestly, like people reaching out and you just have a conversation, uh, start watching their work. Or if I see something like unique scrolling through 
social, I'll stop and look at it. Um, you know, if it's their page and you start looking at that's kind of their style and you like it, then I'll definitely follow them. Um, but I like to give love to lots of people, man. I mean, even for me, if it's not something necessarily I would do, it doesn't mean you can't give somebody love. And I think that's uh, one thing I, this last, I don't know, I would say six months that I've really tried to do is be heavy on social and even if it's not something I would necessarily duplicate or replicate or take on as my own, give people love because I think uh, as they're coming up, it could be that shot in the arm that they just needed yeah. and to, to push them into, you know, finding their uniqueness and their success. And uh, that's been hugely gratifying to, just to see the DMs and people responding and like just shocked which shocks me that they're shocked that i'm coming <laughs> <There's> stuff i'm <laughs> like you know fangirling and i'm i can't believe you commented and you know that for me is um that's super endearing mm-hmm. it's still a little surreal to me that that's the kind of stuff i get back but man if it's uh if it's me stopping my day to give you some love like what people have been gracious enough to do for me it's well worth it that's awesome. It's I well love that. It. And I think you're right. I think like even, you know, if, if a Chris Benson were to give you any kind of validation at all, who knows where that leads, right? This is weird hearing you say it like right. that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> if Chris stops his day, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's still weird, you know? Yeah, I get it. No, it's, but it's it, real. It, 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 no, it's real. It's, it's just, um, I've always uh, I've always had that just, I don't know, you want to keep a, a really good, I'm confident in what I can do. You want to keep your humility to it, you know? So yeah. it's when you hear somebody reflect that back or um, I was somewhere the other day and they're like reading off a laundry list of awards and you're just like, you remember doing them all, but when you have somebody sit there and say that to you, or like, you know, oh my God, you're an icon, you're a master, you're, I just came off the color stage, and then people are saying that, like, I've watched you for 15 years, you're just like an icon, and they're just like, oh my God, that's, that's, who, who are you talking to? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I know what I'm capable of, and I'm, I'm definitely capable of, I know what I'm not capable of as well, which I think is just as right. important. But um, no, it's still a little surreal. It's still, a little, I, I never, you know, for me, it's still a very humbling thing that somebody will stop their day um, and say that to you. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You've cool. always been kind to us. You've always, you know what I mean, treated us, uh, you know, with open arms, and we yeah. truly appreciate that. And, and a lot of times, uh, that you know, you do see people when they reach your level, they kind of just, you know, shut everything else out, right? So they're just laser focused from where they got to go. Boom, 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 and. I mean, you, you oh, did. I'm still laser focused. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. But you, but you, you know don't what see I mean. the you don't see the things yeah, it's around. It's tunnel you. vision, though. I think yeah. it becomes tunnel vision, right? And uh, I think it's the same thing. I think our generation is the generation that changes it from, you know, uh, superstar unattainable to, um, you know, uh, a leader that uh, can definitely be a somebody to look at. Hopefully, and people want to, you know, emulate. I mean, I look at people like Sam Via, Chris Barron, uh, you know. Nicholas French that have been hugely inspirational. Uh, Vidal Sassoon, you know, mm-hmm. Trevor Sorby, Anthony Muscolo. These are icons that have just done amazing things in the industry and did it selflessly. And I think that uh, that's a magical thing. And we need more of that. We need more of those people. We need to celebrate those people. Mm. Um, Robert Labetta's, you know, we need those people that care so much about the craft. Stephen Moody's, right? Oh. We need those people that are, care so much about the craft. Uh, they won't sacrifice the craft and that's uh that's what i think right now sometimes is missing i think it's become instant it's become fast and it's not necessarily um the best and i think for me you got to put your best forward to be your best not what you can cut corners not what you can get away with 
right? We've all lived our lives in some aspect of that. Like, oh, if I, if I run this red light, I don't miss, <laughs> right? If I miss this stop sign, it's not going to be a big deal. But I think it's... Until you, know, <laughs> you, you get the ticket Until you get the ticket, right? No, but that's, and I think that ultimately that's integrity. I've let stuff walk out of the salon that you go, shit, she's not coming back. And then she comes back. You're like, oh my God, she came back. Um, she, came back she came back for, yeah, for a redo. She came back because she liked you as a person. It wasn't because the hair you were doing, right? So I think it's... Um, it's perspective. You gotta you gotta put out the right things to people. And um, man, I, I appreciate you guys saying that. I always hope to um, keep that humility and you know treat people with respect. You treat people how you want to be treated. Ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. You, you treat people shitty. It's gonna come back to you at some point. And um, I've I've done that in life. I had a chip on my shoulder young in my in my life. And um, I think part of it not having my dad. Um, you know why poor me? And you can focus on the poor me of any situation. I mean, you, you talk to anybody long enough, everybody has shit in their life that they grew up and could just sit on and dwell on. Or you go, okay, that was what was my normal. It's probably not normal, <laughs> but what is normal, right? <laughs> normal is what somebody labels it. So I think when you look at that and you grow from that, you go, all right, you do it different. And yeah, man, it's uh, at some point you gotta you gotta do it for the right reasons and. I think giving back, caring about people. There's nothing wrong with caring about people. There's nothing wrong with having a smile on your face. There's nothing wrong with treating people with respect. And, and, you know, I mean, we're human. And I think when we look at each other and go, there's there's some kind of a connection. It doesn't mean I'm your brother. It doesn't mean I'm your sister. But there's a human connection. And I think when you get to a space in life where um, you realize you have a responsibility in that human connection, um, it's hard to treat people bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, when you I look at it that. from that perspective, right? It's, it's hard to treat somebody bad. So, um, but I think everybody brings baggage. It's it's what you what you bring into it. Um, but you yeah, know, no, it, I appreciate you saying that because it, that means a lot. That means a lot to me that you guys feel that way. It's pretty interesting. Um, and again, we kind of we've learned this through the podcast, really. And um, that's what we were talking about—the chip on the shoulder and stuff. Like the people that we've been fortunate enough to talk to, it, it's kind of like you get to a level where that's removed, or mm-hmm. you can't grow past that level. Mm-hmm. Right, like like the people that we've talked to again, once you know that that are at the top of our industry, including Chris. Um, <laughs> you know, it seems like that chip's been you know filed down or removed or something. And so, is it because you have success and like you don't need it anymore, or is it because if you carry that chip, you're not going? There's only so you're, you're limited. I think it's both. Yeah, I think it's both, and I think it's both for different reasons. Um, I think if you carry that, ultimately, again, it goes back to the same thing. You're either focusing on it. And you're giving it energy or you're, or you're not. not. And Mm -hmm. I think when you hold on to that stuff of sometimes what you hold on, you don't want is manifesting it to happen. And I think when you can, you know, I start my perspective, by the way, no, I start my day every day with like, what are you grateful for? And, and I end my day on the same thing because I hope at the end of today, it's like, I was on that podcast. (laughs) You know, it is boys. Come on. You know, it is. Damn it. It took us a year, but we got there. Praise (laughs) it. Um, no, I mean, and honestly it could be the most simple things, but every day I start with a, a gratitude list of, uh, what am I grateful for? I mean, like today, you know, being able to be on a stage and share, uh, having a great team to support me in it. Um, you know, an industry of love. I mean, these are, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated things. I just think that it's starting, you know, the right mindset. So when you continue through your day, your day starts very different than um, on a negative note. And right. for me, that, that was huge. That was huge in my career to, to start it that way. Uh, and then you end it that way. It's like, okay, what did I accomplish today? So kind of that back to that mental notes of uh, writing it down and then I think the writing it down for me was it gets it out of my head and it uh, puts it on paper which is a commitment to me 
<laughs> you can run a lot of stuff in your head. Right, yeah. <laughs> you don't ever write it down. It's like, yeah, it never happened. <laughs> I never really thought about that. That's well, bullshit. Well, I assure you, if there's something that runs through my head, I don't want to write down because I want it to pass through. There's definitely stuff I do not write down. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to... Um, and this is this is kind of awkward for me to say, but but last night we, we we were all at this great event, and yeah. and it was really cool to me because once again there wasn't there wasn't really any ego in the room, but there could have been. Oh yeah, right. There wasn't any. The, the really cool thing to us too is is that um, there was all these different brands being represented, but none of them were being represented by a brand. Right. You know, it was just it was just the actual people of the industry getting together and just kind of networking and hanging out and and legitimately zero ego in the room. Yep. I think we'll see more of that, honestly. I think, I think that's I think, where we're growing I to. I think that was my point, to. right? Yeah, I think that's where we're all growing to. I don't think it's about them and us and, you know, I work for this brand and I can't associate with you. I think that is definitely, um, you know, collaboration is huge. And mm-hmm. that can look a lot of different ways of just, and community is huge. And the hair industry is a, is a community. And it's a huge community. And, um, you know, it, it, it can't be about them and us. It can't be about mm-hmm. you and what we do it's everybody's going to do their uniqueness but you can support each other you can go and be in a room with all those people and professionals without it being a a bloodbath a bloodbath and an ego right. fest and <laughs> you know we're cooler than you and I mean, we're not that cool. I'm just, no, I'm, no. Not, I'm not that cool for sure. I'll just kind of that room. I'll last take night. that out of no. the mix. I'm no, just I'm not, not that cool no, at all. <laughs> I'm sure last, people last, will tell you different, but I'm not that cool. So last we'll night was kind of like who can be goofier, right? Yeah. There's a lot of goofiness going yeah. on last night, you know. And I think it's good because um, you know the industry has changed. I think uh, it is also helped to you know. I think it was really a lot of the social people. The social got big. It was like a lot of the social people hung out, and then it was like a lot of the brand educators hung out. But a lot of that wasn't being mixed up. And now it's really being mixed up because we all do hair. And it wasn't, and that's where I think it's really good because it was them and what, you know, oh, well, we're socially getting together and it's all the social influencers. And then, oh, well, the brands are getting together and it's what the brands are doing. And that cross pollination has been just an absolute blessing because we're all, we're all learning and growing from each other. And I think when egos can get out of the way, and I think it's also, um, when people can mingle like that numerous times I get said that like you're so different than what I thought you were it's like the hell does that mean because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm intense I mean there's no question I'm intense when I'm on stage and you know what kind of hair we do and I'm hugely passionate about it and I think people sometimes take that as like um, you're intimidating mm-hmm. and then you talk to um, people and they're like god you're so different and mm-hmm. easygoing and um, it's interesting how people have that perception. And so for me, it's yeah. like, have a smile on your face. Chris, it's not that bad. <laughs> so I try and always have a smile on my face and, and just be cool with people. And it's amazing to see how different, um, even in this last, I would say, six, you know, nine months of spending more time with a lot of social people, they're just like, wow, you're very different. So it's good. That's really cool. Do, do, you, do you, I mean, w- with that intent, I guess here's what I'm saying. Like, do you also have the whatever to like, pick up a young hairdresser and be like, bro, get your shit together. Oh, many. Yeah. No, I, we, there's a, this is a business, man. And there's, and it's a profession. And like mm-hmm. when I hear stuff like being deregulated or talked about or people, you know, getting in the industry and not taking it serious. Um, yeah. You need to either get your shit together or get out. There's mm-hmm. no sense in it. Um, I've talked to more people out of getting into this industry than getting into it. 
Uh, I say that because they're getting into it for the wrong reasons. They see the glitz, the glamour. They see me travel. They're like, my God, you're around amazing people all the time. What they don't see is waking up at 3.30 with five bags and dragging that to the airport <laughs> to catch a flight, right? right? And they don't, they don't realize the sacrifice. And so, you know, people see the shiny side. They don't see the grind that leads up to that. And there's Back to a, that point there's again. a huge commitment, man. I mean, there's a huge commitment to that. Mm-hmm. I've missed many holidays. I've missed many birthdays. I've missed many, you know, family functions. Um, and my family, luckily enough, is crazy supportive and understanding. But, yeah, I mean, they're like, dude, do you ever, are you, are you still alive? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he must be because he's on social. <laughs> got to talk to Chris. I got to DM him. Just, listen, my cousins just DM me. They were so cute. They're like, we haven't seen you a bit. We thought we'd DM you. I was like, oh, my God, my cousins are on social now. <laughs> so, no, it's good. Uh, it's good. That's awesome. It's good. Chris, man, you blow me away, bro. Why, why do you say that, brother? I just, I, I just, I think your perspective is, is, is spot on. Um, I think, I think that I think we're, our industry is ready for that. Quite honestly, if we've seen any success at all out of this podcast, I think it's because of that. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that that we're just trying to kind of level the the the, um, the playing field. Mm. I, I'll tell you that um, even the 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 happiest or the proudest thing. Tony, I talked about this this morning was even for last night. It was it was to be able to take young hairdressers who were kind of like, oh my god, this room is crazy, and just to be able to introduce them to some mm. of the people that that, that influenced them, mm-hmm. and for us to kind of create that bridge between the two it w- was really really cool. And, and it's what we're trying to, you know, there isn't there shouldn't be that. No, is what I'm saying. And, we're all and, we're all one industry, man. And, and it was really cool. It, it was really cool to be able to, to do that and that's even with the podcast that's what we've always tried to do like you know hopefully we can kind of bridge some kind of gap and like listen Chris is a cool dude if you see him smiling there go, you know, go slap him in the ass or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's smiling until he gets on stage and then the intensity comes in it's like right. God, some of the pictures I get back I'm like dude you want to you like hair you look like you want to kill it right. <laughs> that's awesome Chris yeah. uh, for our listeners, uh, we'll let you know how uh, tomorrow goes. We're not gonna <laughs> Please let me know how it goes. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, and I, I, I say that because I want to. I want to shake the industry back into. Um, you know, there was there was great shows that that people have done in the past, and I'm not saying there's not great shows now. I just think that um, I remember walking away from main stage just blown away, like inspirational, just blown away. Could not wait to get back into the salon. Could not wait to go create and. Um, is it what I was going to necessarily use the next day? No, but I was on fire walking out of there. And that's the that's what we want to you know put back into the industry is people on fire mm-hmm. and walk out of a place and go, holy shit. I didn't even expect that. That's what we want people to walk away with. Can't wait. Love it. On that note, Mr. Chris Benson, thank you very, very much thank for you, joining boys. us on your day off. Although Chris doesn't have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>